Yo, 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 welcome to another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. I'm your boy Tactics. Yo, it's just Darcy enjoying that prep music. <laughs> and this is Big Geek Kuma. How y'all doing today? Friday. Doing good, man. Doing Friday good. the 13th. Ah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. That expl- explains my hell meeting earlier today. Um <laughs> definitely explains my work meetings today. <laughs> and my computer issues. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, just a quick piece of housekeeping. Uh, for those of you who are joining us for the first time or are uh, listening to us when, while we're on, uh, no longer live and I'm on YouTube or on Spotify, uh, just please do a favor to yourself. Click the uh, link, uh, click the descriptions, and click the timestamps for the topics you want to hear. Unless you want to hear us all throughout, in which case, you know, you want some. So, uh, might as well uh, jump right into it. Um, we, this has been, for the last week or so, pretty big on the online scene in terms of speculation, enjoyment, don't give a fuck, uh, which I think that would actually fit all three of us quite well uh, regarding <laughs> the, the new Ant-Man trailer. Uh uh, so the Ant-Man, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, Quantumania trailer dropped, and it uh, was a much longer trailer with a lot more content than uh, that I've seen before. Uh, I, before I go into what I thought about the trailer, I, I'm going to go to my bro who is a little exhausted from um uh and to be fair uh phase four definitely uh caused a lot of fatigue for a lot of people so he's not he's not unwarranted but like t i i want to hear from you man what did you think of the quantum mania trailer did you even watch the quantum mania trailer actually yes i did watch the trailer and i have to say now that phase four is over i'm i'm relieved because this trailer has reignited my excitement slightly for oh. what's to come. I like really did. Like a little candle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little, a little slight little spark. You know what I mean? Um, give it time. I gotta, I gotta wait and see what other movies are are on the agenda that are coming out in terms of the trailer. But yeah, this this trailer was interesting. I, I really. I really did enjoy this. And as I was watching it, I was like, because they set it up in a way um, where Scott Lang, this could be his his final, his, his demise, where he meets his, his his final breath kind of thing, right? And I was like, oh, no, but this is the second movie. But then I was like, no, wait, this is the third movie. So I'm like, oh, snap. Okay, so this this could be it for him, which is a little bit more exciting now. So, um, <laughs> sounded callous. Oh, he's I, gonna no, go. I, Let's go. go. Die. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean it to come off malicious or anything. But I just mean like <laughs> the stakes. The stakes are a little bit. The stakes are raised because you know, like now nobody because of the, you, usually when it comes to trilogies, like it gets to the point where like you feel like nobody is safe, and at any point that like they could just end it there because like. Every, all the other OG Avengers are pretty much done. Um, although there is a rumor that Robert Downey Jr. might be coming back in Secret Wars or whatever. Which, the, uh, frankly, like there are rumors that literally every anyone who has ever been in any Marvel-related uh, property 
is coming back for Secret Wars. Like, I and I don't know how I feel. I, I mean, I, I kind of expected that, but I don't know how I feel about like, like. Let me ask you this before I, I finish with my point about the trailer. Do you think that cheapens the impact that Endgame had if everybody comes back, especially Tony Stark? Because I know that they often do that a lot in comic books, but in the movies, it 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 really hits different when you see because like Tony Tony's the one who kind of paved the way and started this whole thing, and then to have him die, like you felt that. Like, it I, I think every it. grown man had a had a, had a, had shed a tear in that moment, you know. And then to have him come back, I, like I mean, unless they do it where it's like an alternate reality, Tony. That, that's what maybe. that's how they're going to do it. This is going to be variant upon variants, like just like clashing upon each other. Yeah, but then again, do do you feel like it's still like even still? Do you think it cheapens it because it's like it's how unless he's it. vastly really different because because then it's like then do we really ever like are we really ever, like anytime anyone dies at this, from this point on, I don't think anyone's going to really be all that you know hit by it because it's like oh they can just bring him back. I mean look at Logan. With Wolverine, now I'll 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 never death again in my life. I would just say that, like, it really depends on how they do Secret Wars. Because frankly, in Secret Wars, literally everyone could die again and just like be like, "Oh well, you know, the multiverse." So it like it's too early to tell. Like, it's basically saying like, um, someone's saying, "Yo, would you think that if you get all the Spider Mans together in one movie, would it cheapen the film?" And like we didn't know how that movie was gonna go out. That's different though. No one none of those Spider-Man died. True. I have a I have a thought on this though, which mm. is like I don't think it's gonna be um Tony Stark, the same one, first of all, comes back. And second of all, being a different variant, I don't think it's gonna be he's gonna come back and then he's gonna be you know, oh, here's here he is for another five uh, uh, movies, and he's a core member of the Avengers. I think it's going to yeah. be like, yo, I need an assist, and and you know, uh, somebody like Scott Lang or somebody else who has a connection to him, or even someone younger who's never met Tony Stark but knows that they need his help, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, ends up connecting with him to get, to achieve something, right? And it could be right. interesting in that it could be like a really cocky and not humbled Tony Stark, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I think they would do that instead of make, being like a weathered and whatever, because we had the whole arc of him going all the way down to like, you know, weathered and then protecting his, chil- his child and then also yet being like happy with what, you know, leaving things behind and, and protecting his child. So I feel like you would just want to go like complete left and like have the fun old Tony Stark. But like it, what happens if that Tony Stark never had this journey and had a different journey? So he's more arrogant, and more difficult to deal with kind of kind of thing. And then you don't mm-hmm. really feel like you are. Com- it's like one, he's not in the main story. And two, you're not really like it feels enough different that when he delivers it, that you're like, yeah, he ain't the same guy. Fuck him. <laughs> you know, like when he leaves, you're like we good. <laughs> to be honest, I I would say that you know how Matt showed up in Dare in um, No Way Home, like he he was part of the story. He did propel the uh, story forward. He did help out and like he did show his abilities by like catching the brick. But he was only in it for one scene, and he was kind of like a, a cameo, an important ca- like you know a, a necessary cameo, but nonetheless a cameo. I honestly mm-hmm. that would be this. Uh, I feel that that would be the same thing as like any of these cameos including tony stark would have Mm -hmm. 
I think yeah, going I, back to I feel like it's just different when it's like a death versus just like a person showing up from like another series. But um yeah, I mean I guess we'll see what happens when um when Secret Wars is out. But yeah, just to wrap things up, uh I I enjoyed the trailer. I it it, it looked cool. Kang looks like a badass. Um I, I'm curious to see how how this all pans out because it seems like he's like a I mean so from what I've been reading or what what a lot of fans have been saying he's like a he's like a Thanos level threat and it's it seems like it's an early this is like kind of an early introduction to him so you know you know you know something's gonna be bad end up being bad for the good guys in this so that's kind of what has me really excited because there are actual stakes and I feel like I'll be at the edge of my seat while I watch this. And yeah, I'm excited. Also, I'm like, I feel bad for Paul Rudd. Like he had to get into a fist fight with Jonathan Majors. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. just, just in general, not in the mood, like not the like cinematic part of it, just the reality of it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, he's like, wait, was this while or after he was preparing for Creed three? Cause like that, that, that's important. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's, that's a good point. I have no idea where this, uh, like he's definitely like, he definitely was, um, pretty, pretty bulked up, uh, because he had, he did that, uh, Western movie. Uh, with Idris Elba, and he was pretty like cut, like pretty shredded in that one. He got bigger for Creed Three, but I think that was between like I think Ant Man was filmed in between those. <laughs> so he was bulking. Got it. Yeah, he, that sucks. Um... <laughs> so Darcy, uh, how about you, man? What would you think of the trailer? Before I, I say my my thoughts about the trailer, I'm actually gonna go back on something to Taxus because I had a good idea. So your Taxus is saying like you know, worry about the cheapening, but. I have an idea that, oh, now that I thought of it, oh, my God, I hope that this happens. So, you know what I would like when if Tony Stark has a cameo in Secret Wars and who goes to meet him? Spider-Man. He goes for him for help and he gets the and Spider-Man after whatever period of time, whatever trials we see him go through and the fact that he's like, you know, lost memories of people and he's alone and he didn't get to say certain things or feel certain things with Tony Stark. And it's like a, a full circle, like after he has more trials, it's like getting that moment to say a certain thing or for Tony to say something to him that isn't from that version of Tony. Like the you know that could have said those like the real feelings, but says something that gives him like resolution. There's something like that could be very interesting in that you know you finish something off for the character who's your current character by him meeting a variant. Um, go on. I would feel sad if like he didn't remember him because he doesn't know who Spider Man is. Yeah, well, I mean, if it's a completely different variant from a completely different universe, they might not have a Spider-Man, or they haven't met yet, or whatever. It's more like, I don't know, just running into an important person and the emotional weight it has on Peter, right? Um, Going into what I think about this, uh, it's funny to say, like, I'm most excited about this movie because of Jonathan Majors, uh, which... I feel like I'm slighting the whole cast. <laughs> no, man. Like, you are pretty much what the online community is... Well, the online geeky community is saying. Everyone fucking wants to see a Kang. It's funny, because this guy's had one episode. 
one episode in the entire universe, and yet it's like, yeah, I'm all in for this dude. I'm, I, I mean, you know, it's your film, Paul, but like, I'm not watching it for you. <laughs> you can say that about Thanos too in Infinity War. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, at that point, yeah. all the characters. I guess in this case, we've had a lot of this character too. So, um, yeah, but I mean, it looks good. And I like what Tactics is saying in terms of their stakes. And that's always important. There needs to feel like there's stakes. Um, and sometimes, you know, when we know something is going in a certain direction, um, you know, there isn't stakes. And, um, you know, I mean, we still kind of feel like there probably isn't stakes at some point, but it still feels like there's stakes. And that's all that's important. <laughs> uh, okay. So, for, uh, uh, I, you still have anything more? yeah okay so for me i'm gonna say like the, the, my geekiness is gonna come out guys so like you know i'm sorry but uh i'm like i was excited to see this movie out for a different reason uh before because i'm like ooh, this is gonna be cool like i'm i'm, I'm, I'm happy to see uh, jonathan majors like flesh out his kang we're finally gonna get kang this is gonna be good but after watching this trailer i'm with you guys like either scott's gonna die or he gonna be stuck somewhere like by himself for the rest of like his existence and like cassie is going to be like what did you do to my dad sort of thing like it really does feel like scott's gonna die in this one because like he like he also i'm with quite a few members of the online community who believe that uh the kang is using scott to get his uh because like okay i should say that i don't know much about kang the conqueror i've seen like i've read maybe like three comics like individual comics with him in it uh so like uh it's it's not a lot of information but i do know that he has a chair uh that he like you know, a time chair that he uses to fly around i'm of the belief that kang is going to ask scott or sorry make scott get him the chair and escape the quantum realm and become the conqueror uh, and everyone's gonna blame Scott for like you know for doing this thing. He's like, yo, I had to save my daughter. Or I, I give this guy his chair. Like, what do you want from me? So with those stakes, I'm actually kind of interested. However, a, so a part of me was a little upset that I they put it in the trailer, but at the same time, I liked seeing it, but I didn't want to like seeing because I want I wanted to be surprised in the in the movie. When Scott was getting his ass, and I'm not gonna say he was having a fight with Kang. I'm gonna say well, he's getting his ass kicked from uh, Kang. I was just like, "Whoa, they're gonna get into, they're gonna hit, they're gonna get fighting," and I'm like, "Oh, I actually want to see more of that." But like, why did they show me that? Why did they show me that? I don't want to see that. I want to see that in the movie. So like, but Marvel trailers, especially like important movies that we know are going to like turn be the turning point in in the MCU, which this movie clearly is setting up it's, itself to be, they lie. So I'm like. For all I know, they're like, they got Jonathan Majors for like a weekend off the Creed. They're like, hey, we want to throw some people off. So we want you to beat up Paul Rudd. And he was like, Yar? <laughs> Yar? <laughs> Paul's just like, wait, what? <laughs> what but, are these uh, reshoots? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this wasn't in the script. <laughs> Oh my God, Madoc. Uh, so uh, I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think of Madoc? What do you, like? Did you do? You guys, sorry, do you guys know who Madoc is? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Tactics. Yeah. Yeah. He, so like, I, TNT, I don't, right? I, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm familiar <laughs> with the character. Uh, I don't know much about him, other than he's got a big ass head. Sorry, not Madoc. I keep. Hold on. Uh, 
Mo, thank you, thank you, Darcy. I, I heard you, and it, it slowly, slowly got through my yeah. brain. I'm like, oh wait, I said that wrong. Yeah, this is basically Krang outside of the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see Modok, I'm like, Modok, Krang. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, um, I like. I'm not. I've never been. I've never been interested in Modok as a villain. But like, whatever. I, like, the fact that they made the dude from the first Ant Man movie into Modok, I'm like, again, whatever. But uh, wait, sorry. I just realized that was spoiler, and I apologize to everyone. Sorry, yeah. is that a spoiler? It, well, I see. Not a lot of people probably saw that. Yeah, I, I was aware of it. Yeah, but I think that yeah, I think that was public knowledge. Oh, okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel, ba- I feel I better mean, now. It's in the trailer picture right behind, right there. You can, you can, you can make out his face. Okay. Um, yeah. If you're not looking for it, but some people obviously were, you know, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I didn't think I would be this excited for the movie, but I am. The trailer definitely helped. It's also, I'm actually really glad that Michelle Pfeiffer has more of a role in this movie as opposed to just like being like in the background like it sounds like she actually like she like fought kang uh and got out and was like yo guys turn that off he'll he'll get you i also have a feeling again this is my own personal view uh that kang is definitely connected to um the ten rings that uh oh, yeah uh yeah and I think that uh, the quantum band that um, yep. Miss Marvel yep. has is definitely from here too. So like, clearly they're they're connecting the dots, and and Loki, of course, is going to be a part of that. Oh man, people online have been blaming uh, Sylvie for for oh, all this so hard. So everyone's, hard. Everyone's like, "Yo, you don't blame Scott Lang, you you blame uh, Lady Loki," and I'm just like, "But isn't it? It is her fault, isn't it? Technically, yeah. like it yeah. is. That's why." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, I thought that um, was obvious. I mean, who else are we going to blame for this? Well, like people, because a lot of people are saying, "Oh, Scott's going to call uh, Scott's going to be the new um, oh, what's his name, a uh, Star Lord, and he, uh, he's yeah. the one who lets Kang out uh, onto yeah. everybody." And I'm like, "Nah, bros, that this is all Sylvie's fault." Well before Scott Lang entered the picture. <laughs> you know, the problem is, is Scott Lang won't know that, and will be blaming himself. He won't have. He won't realize that his decisions are a consequence of somebody else's selfish decisions. I am really enjoying the theories that are like being like thrown out constantly uh, from this trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, some of them are like going pretty like wide open into. So, like, uh, like I, I'm definitely enjoying that aspect of this trailer. Uh, well, sorry, this uh, that aspect of uh, the MCU. But yeah, like I, I am, I am all there for this. Uh, I mean, Paul Rudd is uh, awesome. To be fair, I couldn't care less about the Wasp. I'm actually more interested. I'm glad that they're focusing more on Cassie, but I'm still really sad that they got rid of the uh, original uh, actress who played uh, older Cassie in Endgame. Because, like, yo, man, she brought me, she gave me a tear. Uh, I don't know who this woman is. That's just me. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, Umar, before yeah. you, you move on, um, you asked like what we think of like Modoc here, other than my crying comments. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually like one the fact that they have to use the guy from the first movie. I don't really care who he is, and I like that he's like feels like a just like a side puppet villain, right? Because like I don't like him as a big villain. 
um you know but like like right now like that picture of him in the background he just looked like he it looks like the worst zoom call you were ever on you know like when they have like those like they try to have like a fake person there and they have like, a, like the, the the screen right yeah it looks like it looks like a bad zoom call um but you know umar who i heard is also rumored to show up in this movie yo tag do you hear this one yeah mephisto <laughs> 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 I just had to do it to you. <laughs> Actually, Mephisto has been uh, name dropped a lot lately. I was just making it up, but yeah, it would make sense. Uh, the thing is, like when you when you see a movie like this, right, where it's extremely ethereal, multiverse concepts, you know, dimensions, all that kind of stuff. It's like if you think WandaVision had theories, like this movie's gonna have theories oh, because yeah. it's, because it's like. They basically can say, like, anything can happen. It's like, okay, well, then every theory is plausible until you see the movie. Yeah. Uh, well, also, since the fact that they, like, they've borderline casted Sasha Baron Corn as Mephisto, reportedly, um, everyone's just waiting for him to drop. And also, now that, like, Disney doesn't care about uh, uh, playing in China, they're like, yo, we're going to use the devil now. Hmm. Oh, actually, did you guys hear there was a report that China is actually starting to wonder that they need to lower their uh, restrictions because they uh, the last year was the worst performance in the movie industry in China. Ooh, I wonder yeah, how yeah. that happened. Yeah. There's a there's a whole other, other stuff going on with China right now, too, that I've been learning. But I, I, we ain't, this ain't the podcast. Right? <laughs> no, fair enough. Fair, fair, fair. So uh, do you guys have any last moments, uh, last comments uh, about uh, Ant-Man 3 uh, before we move on? Nah. When's it coming out? Uh, February February seventeenth. Not too far away. Go. Not too far away. We're we're uh like just over a month. Yeah. Nice. All right. Moving on to our next topic. So, as uh, many people probably know, uh, the Golden Globes uh were day before yesterday, right? They were one. Like they were that. Wednesday. They were this week. They were this week. Uh, and so uh they. <clears throat> this the Golden Globe uh, has had a bit of a rough patch the last couple of years, mostly, mostly because it was considered, well, not just considered, it was super hella racist. Um, so as a result, uh, it kind of did a rebrand uh, and attempted to be more diversified. Woke and, up. So, sorry? They tried to woke up. Yes. Uh, and one of those uh, very on-the-nose attempts was having uh, uh, Gerard Carmichael be the host. And he kind of made that very clear uh, in his uh, opening joke monologue. Anyway, so a lot of things did happen at the Golden Globes that made a lot of people happy. Uh, chief among us, uh, Angela Bassett, uh, won for Queen Ramona uh, in, in Black um, in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Exactly. Uh, but also, Michelle Williams, so it's not Michelle Williams, oh my god, I've been watching Michelle Yeoh? Uh, yeah, Michelle Yeoh. Like, I, 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 I'm <laughs> elementary. Do you, guys, yeah. do you guys watch that uh, video from Abbott Elementary? No. Nah. <laughs> I, basically, uh, there's this uh, character who uh, she always confuses Black uh actors with white names 
And so she, she's always talking. Uh, so it's like she keeps making those mistakes. Oh yeah, I saw I saw a clip of that. Yeah, yeah where they're like they're, yeah. they're like, like, so they're like just, just let it go that right now. <laughs> yeah, you did. You were yeah. thinking about it, and then you actually did what you were thinking about. Yeah, I was like, don't do it. There now, it is. I did it. Now, now you just compute. What was it like? Black with Asian? I, I like damn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, sorry, Michelle Williams. Yeah, yeah, black, black with Asian. Anyway, so uh, I'm all over the place. So anyway, sorry, Michelle Yeoh and Ki Hyu Kwan, uh, both won for their starring roles in uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which uh, I still think is like possibly the best movie of the year. Um, and so, yeah, and uh, I would say that Ki, uh, I do not know how to pronounce his name, and I really hope I'm not butchering it, but Ki uh, Hugh uh, Kwan gave a very impassioned speech uh, about Asian American representation in film, which has literally gone viral. Um, and Michelle Yeoh and uh, quite a few other people uh, who won, I think it was like uh, Michelle Yeoh, um, uh, Colin Farrell, and a, a couple other people, they just like, uh, someone was like playing music to get them off the stage, and they all were like, "Shut up!" And, and, and Michelle Yeoh straight up said, up. "I'll." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, she said, "I'll beat you the up." <laughs> so, um, so for, for me personally, like, uh, I I watched clips of the Golden Globes. I didn't watch the whole thing, but like, I I, I was very pleased uh, with a lot of the wins. Uh, but I wanted to hear what you guys thought. So, like, Darcy, let's start with you, man. Like, uh, out of all the highlights of the Gold Globes, wh- which ones kind of like stuck out to you the most? The ones that ended up on TikTok. That was the ones that ended up, <laughs> stood up to me the most. <laughs> um, like you, I, I I don't really watch these shows. Um, I just see the clips, and if they go viral, that's how I know about them. Um, but um, it, uh, one thing that's come out of this is actually this inspired me to buy a movie today because. Uh, Michelle Yeoh's win, and then I watched Actors on Actors with uh, Ki Hu Wan as well. I'm saying that correctly, and um, uh, as well as like it was with Adam Sandler, um, uh, Brennan Fraser, a couple other people, and uh, and just watching, you know, like that the, the conversation really made me go, yeah, I I, I really I've been meaning to watch um, what, what's it called again the the movie that they they did everything. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, everything everywhere all at once yeah so so i went on apple tv today and bought it so i have access to it so i can watch it wherever i want Ooh. um but i haven't watched it yet i, I was gonna oh. wait to see if my partner wanted to watch it with me um kind of a thing um before i you know go ahead and watch it and then she's like mad at me because i didn't ask so, um <laughs> you, you know plus i mean like asian representation my partner's asian i think i, I think i should at least ask <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have these in person um um so um but yeah no i'm excited excited to see that movie um and you know i like that you know um diversity is being represented and that people are winning um and from what i hear you know these are people who deserve to win um you know i didn't watch the rest of it i hope it wasn't so woke that it was like you know they just like handing awards like skittles to people like you know run down the aisles finding minorities and be like we have a participation ribbon you know like <laughs> from what i've heard uh like it was stiff competition for each category so like whoever won was like it's not like someone was just getting it because they were you know of an ethnicity it was like i mean i see it yeah yeah 
One thing I really liked from this when Michelle Yo won is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Yo, Curtis. Yo, that was dope. I I really like her because ever since, like, I don't know enough about her, but she is a woman who sh- who I've from one comment she made on a on a, a Comic Con panel or some kind of like TV um, movie panel type thing. She made one comment at one point that has so much utter respect for me that. I really want to know like what she does in her personal time because someone said they were just asking a panel of movie stars like if you could be anybody from any anime ever who would you be and she like no like on a pin drop ready to go she's like Nico Robin from One Piece and I was like yo this woman watch one, <laughs> watch one Piece this woman watch One Piece who is this woman behind the camera I needs to know <laughs> I didn't even know that yeah, she said Nico Robin, and I'm like, when she said that, like, if you, I'm the only one of the three of us here who's really watched this show, to know Nico Robin, I've just got through the best part of her arc and her backstory. Oh, my God. Tears, motherfuckers. Tears. Um, but Nico Robin is, like, the, in anime, like, lore, like, the sexiest woman who is also the most stoic and smart woman and like badass, and then like surprises you and we're like i'm in an arc right now where they're like in like a haunted mansion basically and she just kind of like oh this is interesting and she's like not afraid of the ghosts at all she's just like like oh interesting <laughs> like she's just totally different and now i'm like i see jamie lee curtis and she's like she wants to be that i'm like oh Oh, I like you a lot. So it's just t- totally random there, but yeah, I just love seeing her support Michelle Yo. That was and, great, yeah. Yeah, and um, but yeah, I mean the Mo- Golden Globes. I'm glad to see like good. We've had good films. They're being recognized, and they're not just handing them out to you know the, the whitest person on the list. <laughs> so, how about you, T? Uh, any thoughts on the Golden Globes? <clears throat> uh yeah same as darcy like i i don't watch the golden globes i don't watch the oscars the grammys none of those shows so um all the news i heard was basically whatever you guys posted in the whatsapp chat or anything that i came across on uh on tiktok so definitely obviously as i pointed out in our group chat uh, the eddie, eddie murphy's three three rules <laughs> to live by <laughs> statement that that was great it's always good to see um, Eddie kind of uh, come return back to form and, and deliver some solid comedy. Um, I really appreciated uh, the the representation that uh, that happened for the awards, um, especially with uh, I forget his uh, I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Key Key Kiwan Kiwan Kwan. Like we're we're Kwan, probably yeah. pushing the name, but like at the same time, like I hear you. Yeah, but uh, just here, like I don't know much about his. Uh, his journey throughout Hollywood, but just seeing the amount or just hearing from his speech, the amount of struggle that he had to like go through just to get the recognition um, that he's getting right now is, is really sad. Cause I mean, the dude's like, what, like he's in his fifties now. And like, he, we haven't really seen him in a lot of things and to, 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 to make matters, well, not worse because he, it ended up working out for him. But I heard that originally the, the role that he played in everything everywhere all of, all at once was originally supposed to be uh for Jackie Chan and Jackie Chan turned it down and so it, they ended up giving the role to to Key so I, i'm just glad that he he is finally getting recognition for it cuz he bodied that role like that that role was 
he like the way it. he played it. Like, yeah, it was it was amazing. Just the good to see him again. Because I first of all, I didn't realize that he was in a small part in uh, Encino Man, and that's like one of my well, not guilty pleasures. I don't believe in guilty pleasures, but it's like one of my favorite movies from like the nineties. And I didn't realize that he was in that. But like that's like the last thing I remember ever seeing him in. So it was just good to see him show up in in movies again. So yeah, I was happy to see that. Regina Hall killed it. Uh with the I know there's some like there's what some the, mixed What was that? Like she she was accepting an award for Kevin Costner, but she was like making fun of him? I love her, man. Uh so no. So what ended up happening was she was reading the teleprompter. And basically, uh, Kevin Costner had won uh, some award for his show Yellowstone, but right. he couldn't make it. And he had told the awards ceremony, the the award organization ahead of time that he was stuck in uh, Missouri or something like that, or wherever it was. But um, they because they were dealing with like a hurricane or whatever, so they were like half of the the town was like flooded. And so as she's reading that, she didn't know that that was the reason why he. He had to miss the ceremony, and the way that they worded the teleprompter was like it was some. It was the way they the worded it was really weird, and so she read it and she was like laughing at that, and then continued being like, "Oh yeah, I'm sure he really wanted to be here." And then she continued reading, and it's like, "Oh shit, he's actually the reason why he's not here is because it's it's a serious matter. Like he's actually stranded." But like by that point, she had already dug herself like a, a too deep of a hole, so she just doubled down on it and kept laughing. And yeah, it was, I thought it was funny. I don't, I don't, I didn't take it as malicious, but I know some people are like, oh, that oh was yeah, so in poor taste and whatever. But yeah, well, you know, the people I who think it's poor happened. taste, you know, the people yeah. who think it's in poor taste. 100%. Yeah, that, I just watched the clip while you're talking about it. Yeah, I know. I mean, first of all, I love Regina Hall. Like, yeah, she is like, her, man. <laughs> she's hilarious and sexy at the same time. Like, it's a yeah. rare combination. 100%. Um, I, I was actually really happy for um, uh, Quinta Brunson and all the people from Abbott Elementary. Like, I've been low-key obsessed with Abbott Elementary since it uh, came out last year. And I've been trying to literally get everyone to watch it. But, uh, yeah, that, I like, I to check really it out. I keep seeing it pop up on TikTok, but, it's, yeah, I, I haven't. The thing is, it's, it's really, like, it's not a laugh-out-loud uh, mm-hmm. uh, show. It's more like it tickles your brain and makes you chuckle constantly. Mm. Like, like I'm like laughing, technically speaking, the, throughout the thing, but I'm not like, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> and it's just like one thing after another, one thing after another. So like, I'm really enjoying it. And also they, like in the latest episode, um, Orlando Jones showed up and I was like, my oh, man, I, I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, but, mm-hmm. um, oh, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, like, uh, like uh, I was really glad that like uh, they're getting recognition. I have to say, like, I know you guys have uh, actually. Wait, Darcy, have you started watching House of the Dragon? No, nah, nigga, I ain't gonna watch that stuff. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I not gonna happen like anytime <laughs> soon. I I have I have like thoroughly checked out of like anything Game of Thrones, and I'm not a heavy Lord of the Rings person. So like these two shows were just like. Y'all can miss me with that. <laughs> you watched the first series, though. Like, you watched Game of Thrones, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and saw how first... that ended. I saw how that ended, okay. and I've not been intrigued to come back. <laughs> so I will say that I was on your page. Uh, when this when this show came out, it was like, like they were saying, oh, the guy from Rampage is, uh, is doing it. I was like, 
the big monkey rock movie? And I'm like, uh, they're adapting a, a family civil war for a crown in the Game of Thrones world with dragons. And they got the dude from Rampage. It doesn't mean that's what he's good for. <laughs> Just means that way he, he earned money at. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to watch this show at all. And then uh, and the show started and like everyone was saying, oh my God, like, you know, HBO, so it's back, blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, nah, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not falling for this. But like literally all the important people in my life like was like, listen, you need to give this a try. Now, this is not me saying, Darcy, you need to check it out. Honestly, man, take your time or don't are, watch it. Are you done know. the season? I finished the season. All right, we talk later. Okay, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, like, I, and the thing is, I waited until the season was over, and then like everyone was like, Umar, honestly, we finished the season. It's good. I'm like, but like, how good is it? And then they all like sat me down and like made me watch it. I was like. Christ. anyway you know you so, know what might happen with though it's like i might i might abstain until the show is done because <laughs> i'm like <laughs> that was my plan that was my plan i was like gonna, i was gonna binge watch the five like the, the four or five seasons so like i didn't have to like worry about the ending like fucking me over like it like it did exactly like, like yeah. i mean don't get me wrong it's completely different people with my understanding right then then who wrote yes. the last one so it's not likely to re to renew the exact same decisions yes. but that's a risk. <laughs> that is a risk with Game of Thrones. Yeah. So like, the reason why I bring this up is because <laughs> House of the Dragon kind of had some drama with its uh, creators, which I found out about after I started watching it. I was like, great. So I just started watching it, and all this drama has happened, and like one of the main creators has like pieced out from the the series. Turns out he wanted to get his wife to be in the in the show, and like HBO was like no, and so he's like, then I leave, and so he just straight up left. And they were like, I think we're in the process of negotiating with him. He's like, no, you said no. If my wife's not in it, I'm not here. So he went to the Golden Globes <laughs> with two of the actors. That's it, because they didn't think anyone was going to like nominate, because like they only got nominated for like um, I think like a couple things, so. They didn't expect to win at all. And it was obvious because when they won, they only had three for like best uh, uh, drama series. They only had three people of the entire cast show up and they weren't even like, like one of them wasn't even fully dressed uh, like properly. He was just like, he had like a button down without like it like suited up. And also one of the actresses was so drunk. She had to hold on to her co-star because she was like, "Woo!" <laughs> I was laughing that entire speech. Like, I was like, "Oh, I gotta watch this." So, get my popcorn. I'm like, mm -hmm. uh, "So, Courtney says uh, uh, House of the Dragon so far is better than Game of Thrones, and I'll die on that hill." I mean, I'm not gonna disagree with you. There are some really fundamentally good written scenes, mostly because <clears throat> they have women writing women and directing women, and I'm kind of oh. like. That's kind of how it should have been. You know, the one thing that the new season can have for going for itself that the old one didn't is um, not being as confusing. But I don't know if that's the case. I'm just saying the other one was so confusing that it's like, now nah, Umar, I, can, I, I, I feel like you're already making noise. It's still confusing as all hell. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, I'm just not like I'm kind of over the time frame of which 
you know, Game of Thrones is the thing I want to watch. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm 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 kind of out, kind of out. Again, this wasn't me trying to get you to watch it. Uh, just to, uh, just that I actually resonate with how you feel. And up until like two months ago, I would have been on the same page as you. I'd be like, yo, Darcy, we'll just wait until like the series is over. And if it, like, it's still good at the end of it, you and I will just binge together. But no, nah, I, I got suckered into it. Anyway, uh, my like for me, that was a highlight watching uh, the House of the Dragon, uh, like three members of the crew <laughs> accept the award very un, un, uh, unexpectedly. And it, it was it was funny, but like uh, like you guys, I, I really liked uh, Michelle Yeoh. I really like Aki uh, Huan. I, I loved uh, Abbott Elementary, and I also I actually like I'm. I think it was you, Tactics, who brought this up regarding Eddie Murphy. Like if things have been kind of like weird with him of late. Like he hasn't really just been seeming like himself. But with the arrival of you people trailer and also the Golden Globe acceptance speech, kind of feels like he's back. I hope so. I really do yeah. hope so. Um, but only time will tell. I, I heard during the um, after his uh, what's it called uh, exception acceptance speech when he went backstage, yeah. he um, was saying that they had just finished rapping on uh, Beverly Hills Cop Four. So that's something I'm looking forward to. Hopefully that's good. Um, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that is actually kind of cool. Yeah, I still have to watch Beverly Hills Cop Three. I haven't watched mm-hmm. these things in so long. I don't even remember which ones I have watched. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've seen the first one. I can guarantee you that much. Yeah, me too. Three, three, but, uh, I three I liked, but it's a it's a far departure from one and two. So it's it's definitely um, critically equally yeah. bashed by everyone. Like, but I I had an appreciation for it just because it was Eddie. It's Eddie Murphy. It's Eddie Murphy, right? Yeah, yeah. it's pleasurably okay. guilty. I'm trying to flip yeah. your, your guilty pleasure. <laughs> All right. Moving on to our next topic. So uh, if you've been listening to our uh, podcast, you know that they're, uh, with the announcement of James Gunn and Peter Safran taking over DC Studios and basically cleaning slate and redoing everything, there has been a mild worry. Uh, let's just sit between the three of us about the Batman franchise. Uh, not uh, because uh, Matt Reeves, I should say Matt Reeves, the Batman franchise. Mostly because uh, it sounds like they're going to be doing a brand new Batman uh, because they're getting a new Batman, a brand, a brand new Superman. Uh, and so there was a lot of questions up until about yesterday and today where um, there seems to be some hope on that front. Predominantly because... Uh, it's uh, uh, people were asking Matt Reeves for an update on the Batman. He says, "Well, I can't really give you an update aside from the fact that I'm working on it." Uh, and it's like, okay, that's good because that means it's still alive. Also, it has been uh, kind of like uh, announced and reported that uh, Peter Safran and James uh, Gunn uh, have spoken to Matt Reeves. And a few times, and I think the con- uh, conversations are continuing about having the Batman franchise continue independently from James Gunn's DCU. Which, if I remember correctly, uh, tactics you were saying that that is kind of like an odd choice uh, because it, that would be confusing for people. And I think the both I think Darcy and I agreed with you, not to put words in your mouth, but nonetheless, like I I, I will say that I do. 
personally, I find this encouraging because I don't want Matt Reeves' Batman to like be wisp away, especially when it is something that can be easily adaptable. However, I do want to hear what my bros have to think about this. So, T, let's start with you because I've, I've quoted you quite a bit though, so far. What are you thinking about this <clears throat> supposed uh, news right now about uh, Matt Reeves and his Batman? I mean, this is news? I thought that this was like already a, like a, like established that James Gunn wasn't going to come in and wreck up shop for whatever Matt Reeves had established because Matt Reeves was not connected to the DCU before, or the DCEU, excuse me, before the DCEU got dismantled. I thought he was just kind of doing his own thing. And then when James Gunn came in, I think that was one of the first things that he had specified that he's not, he has no intentions of messing around with Matt Reeves's vision and, yeah, what you he were said say was he has no intention of bringing in Matt Reeves' Batman into his DCU. Yeah, but I remember him also saying that like Matt Reeves' Batman was also his, like he was going to leave Matt to do his own thing and he had free reign to kind of do whatever he wanted and like finish finish his run, at least do another movie kind of thing. That's that's At least that's the impression that I had. I didn't know it was like we, we didn't he was know that at risk of being made. chopped up. Well, okay, so because I didn't realize that, then it, it really doesn't affect me at all because uh, I was under <laughs> the impression that um, Matt Reeves wasn't on the chopping block. I thought that he was at least going to get, an, a, at least, at the very least, get a second movie. Um, the only question for me was, was he going to be able to fulfill a trilogy? Because I assume that when you know directors take on like superhero projects like this, they have the intention of at least doing a three movie run. Right. So I thought, you know, with things being shaken up and, and getting revamped and whatnot, he might only be able to get off like one more movie before everything else kind of reboots because where my head was at was I assume that the DCU or James Gunn were going to start things off by introducing a new Superman which is going to take some time. And then after that, they're going to add maybe another member of the Justice League and then introduce Batman. So it gives Matt Reeves enough time to at least get one more movie in before they completely reboot uh, reboot Batman. But apparently that's not the case, according to you. So it's all good in my books. Um, in terms of it being confusing for people, yeah, I, I, I think it might be a little bit confusing if we have two Batmans from two different properties in the mix at the same time. So they might have to strategically handle this in a way where the new Batman would be reintroduced kind of right around the, the time when Matt Reeves is finishing up his his final trilogy. And I think that, that'd be okay because we don't necessarily need a Batman right away in my opinion, and, and Batman right away in terms of like uh, a DCU Batman, I mean. Right. Darcy? Oh, I am on my edge of my seat right now. Okay, I have so many thoughts. So one, Omar, I think you you, you said that I, I thought it would be confusing. Maybe at the time, I do not think so anymore. So one, I first off... <gasps> <laughs> I was gonna do like I can breathe and then I choked. <laughs> I can breathe, not anymore. Um, so one, I didn't want Matt Reeves' stuff to be touched. What I've heard so far 
is that Matt Reeves is still working on not just his his movie, but his whole universe. He's still working on shows and whatnot. And Penguin series. Yeah. And so what what I've when when in Saffron made the comment that you know too many Batman's confusing, I think what he really with what they were trying to indicate was that like the plethora of things that are Batman was starting to get a, 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 out of hand. But as I've thought about this more, I'm like, yeah, you, you people want to say, oh, we have one continuity. However, the way I'm thinking about this is that this. If they if they simplify it the way I think, they don't have to do attack. Instead, you have to wait for one Batman series to be done to bring the other one in, because this series right now, the way it's set up, is very. Um, it's not rated R, but it's very dark. It's right. Dark. Yeah. This this ain't the Batman that you'd be <laughs> like, oh, hey, you know, five year old, you know, like niece nephew kid, come come let's watch this Batman where the Joker's got his face mutilated and looks like he's gonna like eat your ear for lunch, right? Like, that's not the one you bring him to. I think that what they can really do here is have essentially like two DC universes happening at the same time you have the core universe which will be we'll see how you know edgy it is because i think that matt Reed, or not matt Reed, um james gunn will allow for some edginess right especially since we've seen the peacemaker um <laughs> but but i think he'll he'll try to craft something that's more accessible right more <laughs> fun some films like Suicide Squad films in that universe may still be rated R as all hell, but they'll still be like, you know, like Guardians of the Galaxy kind of ones where it's not, it's accessible to everybody. And then I think he'll let Matt Reeves get a dark as hell kind of thing that is yeah. completely like, it's totally so different that people aren't going to be like, oh, why isn't, you know, uh, the Twilight Batman showing up in the middle of, you know, this other thing? Well, because it's like this is not the movie you go see with your kids. Like it's just it's just kind of like obvious. Um, and what I've heard is that uh, in the coming weeks, Matt Reeves is going to meet with with you know James and Peter. And what it seems like is that you know James Gunn and Peter Safran have been focusing on what they need to build, and they've let Matt do what he needs to do. And they'll, they'll what they're going to come together is is to discuss their arcs right so it's like what yeah. is your batman doing what is our our story doing and do we have any places that like or plans with shows and movies that in timing of things that would clash that would be uncomfortable to the general audience that like they're too similar right at the same time or yeah. do we have do we have any storylines that like literally could be a spoiler for the other one storyline even though they're not connected just because we pulled the same source material right kind of a thing um so I, I like that because it's like you can have these two things exist and you could let the batman universe even get to a point where it's like rated r right yeah. you could you could you could just be like yep this is just hardcore hardcore batman and it's just for the adults and we don't need to make the big dollars because hey we have this other batman that is making big dollars and is part of a bigger thing and is a, you know a, like a, a different tone and that's where we're we're making that happen and now you have a lot of stuff happen at the same time as long as you don't start going and here's batman number three right like i think that's where no not that i don't want it to, to see it but um uh oh my gosh uh michael um what's his last name Keaton, yeah, thank you. I kept thinking Keegan, I'm like that's not it. Um, uh, like the guy who plays Joker. Uh, 
actually, I just know a guy named Keegan. I used to work with, so that's, that's where I was coming from. But, um, but uh, like Michael Keaton's Joker with the the is bat is Ben Affleck still involved? And we have this other one. I think that's where we're what they were really getting at is like it's not that we don't want to see Keaton one, but we still haven't seen that story. We don't know if it was like not as cut and dry, and it was leaving a lot of balls in the air of like where, where are all the Batman in this universe and that might have been the the bigger problem that they were getting at they're like we have to we have to clean this up this is this is too much it's happening yeah, here i see what you're saying actually uh darcy i'm i'm i hope they do it the way you were describing because that sounds awesome yeah i just like this idea of like it's very noir we know that and it can get even it can get even grittier right like yeah because they, they the, the last one was what pg-13 was i was it? I forget the rating. Let me see the Batman rating. Eight. I would say I would say eight, like uh, seventeen plus. No, it's like, but well, what was the last one though? Like, what did they rate it? No, no, that's what I'm saying. I would say like uh, AA or seventeen plus, unless I'm wrong. Uh, the Batman is, is rated. It was rated PG thirteen. Yeah. Okay, well, damn. So yeah, like if it was rated PG thirteen, which mostly means that they didn't show certain blood and certain things, what yeah. happens when you bring in what's that pig guy that I, I I keep talking about, and you don't hold back Professor Pig? Yeah, Professor Pig. You bring Professor Pig in, and you don't hold back on what he does, right? And you make that rated R <clears throat> because you still have other stuff that DC's making bank on, so you don't have you don't have to worry as much, right? I th- I think they can pull it off. I. I... I'm I'm of two minds on this too because I I do like that idea of having having two Batmans but having the them tonally different. The only thing is though is if you're gonna go all the way and let's say that you you make Matt Reeves's Batman rated R and then you have one the the DCU Batman is like PG or PG thirteen or whatever. Now you have you have them conflicting or competing against each other in terms of like movie ratings because not everyone is going to be able to see um, a rated R film. And I think that's that's part of the reason why the Batman ended up being PG instead of, instead of rated R. Because when we first watched that trailer and they didn't establish the rating, we were all hoping that it was rated R because we wanted, yeah. we wanted them to take it to that level and go dark. And then when they, but I think they strategically did it make i think they strategically made it pg-13 so they could get more more butts and seats basically right yeah. so now you have now you have a dcu version where it's going to be i'm assuming not lighthearted in the sense where it's going to be super campy but more more kind of maybe a little bit even light lighter than the batman so tonally it feels different but now you're going to have this thing where it's like one um certain people aren't going to be able to watch one movie so they only have the option of watching the dcu version and then on top of that now you have favoritism because it's like people are going to be like oh i I actually like this batman and the way that he portrays it better so i'm not really i'm going to kind of pass on the other batman you know what i mean like so that's the only thing where i'd be a little concerned about if i for from a director's standpoint not not even so much as like a viewer. Like as a viewer, I'd love to see as many, like bring on all the Batman. I don't care. Batman Beyond, Michael Keaton's Batman. I don't give a fuck. Give it to me all. Give all of it to me, right? But from a director standpoint, it is a little bit risky. I see, I, I have some some feelings about that. I, of course, I'm gonna have feelings about that. But um, <laughs> the the thing is, is like. I'm not saying it has to be rated R, but really the rating R of a Batman universe is not about mm-hmm. Batman. It's about the villains, 
right? Like right. they're the ones that take it to the rated R. Being able to mm-hmm. fully showcase the Joker, do what he does, and then not be like, you know, oh, just turn away at that exact moment, right? Like really feel it. Yeah. But so on the, the the idea that you know we have this like separation of people, like oh, this is my favorite. People would have that if even with one Batman. So what what, what do we have when we watch? like Ben Affleck come in between those couple of films. We'll be like, oh, I really like this, but this isn't my Batman. I really like this and this isn't my Batman. And then Matt Reeves Batman comes in. Some of us are like, oh, I love this Batman. Some people are like, that is not Batman at all, right? And it kind of sides with like the version of Batman that they grew up with and stuck with them, right? Like, you know, if mm-hmm. someone's really expecting the animated series Batman and they go watch the Matt Reeves, well, they ain't getting that, right? And so mm-hmm. they didn't particularly like that. If they were stuck hardcore that it had to be like, it's a very specific uh, interpretation. I think that like when it comes to the way the Batman series already, the first one is and what that sets up, one, when we saw the trailers, I don't think people are rushing out to bring their kids. And yeah, obviously, some people bring their kids. Some people just make weird decisions. But um, when we now know what the first one is, people are not rushing to bring their kids. So the only, I think, people have to make this decision if they, you know, or people who, sorry, would make the decision, I like one over the other, is the the adults who are just going to like be like, which one do, do I like more if they are like very opinionated but most people i think are just gonna like like both of them you know is there an argument that some direct the director of the other batman you know is like oh people are gonna watch my film i think honestly the universe that they're set up unless the universe just sucks right out of the gate people will be interested to see the batman in that universe and it allows that director the freedom a little bit to be like I don't have to show certain aspects of Batman because there's another film you can go watch with those aspects of Batman. I can focus on this characterization and I don't have to be as heavily detailed in like, say, um, noirish aspects or detective aspects because you have another film and another universe that's going deep into that. And so as long as they strategically smart enough to make sure, you know, that they plan these things and they don't like, you know, they're both aware of what they're doing and they don't do anything that like, you know, upsets audiences as a whole. I think that it can like give you the kind of like whole Batman um, in a way, but, but through multiple experiences. And yet also at the same time, if people want only one experience, they would have that one side that they could choose. Mm-hmm. Well, to your point, though, and to your first point about um, <clears throat> us having our favorite Batman. Yeah, that's true. Like, you know. If you ask a group of like Batman fanatics, the one person might say, "Oh, Michael Keaton is my Batman. I enjoyed all the other ones, but you know, Michael Keaton's my guy, or Ben Affleck is my guy, or whatever." But the difference is that all of those movies, like Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, um, uh, Christian Bale, all, all of them, they 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 came out at different time periods, so they weren't exactly competing um, with each yeah. other in the moment right it was like only afterwards right like everyone every one of those movies had their own separate time to shine and then there was a little bit of leeway before another movie was like created so that's the only thing in terms of like a director's concern in terms of favorite favoritism but i agree with your second point um about how you know if let's say for example matt matt reese wants to focus on a certain aspect of the character and doesn't want to have to go into the details of all the backstory and all the other extra fluff whereas with the dcu dcu they can kind of hone in on that and if they strategically 
plan that out in a way where it's like, okay, I'm going to handle this storyline with these villains and you can handle the origin story and, and, and build Batman up this way. Then I think that could, I think that could work. I, I just think that there still would be a little bit of competition and favoritism in that, in that regard. But again, for me, I'm, I want it all. I don't, I don't give a fuck. I, I, I'm, mm. I remember I was the one who said I wanted a Batman beyond still like yep. even after yep. DCU was dismantling. Right. So yeah. One thing I, I I actually putting out here for what I want to see for the DCU Batman and maybe we can all jump in on our opinions on this as well. So like I like the the, the Matt Reeves Batman. I want that noir one. I like that that very realistic thing. And his fighting style is it, 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 I like his fighting style. But you know what I want to see in the DCU this time? We've seen Ben Affleck be like a beast. You know we've seen um, uh, you know Christian Bale be realistic. We've seen uh-huh. Michael Keaton and the ones that followed that that were interpretations oh, of the Michael Keaton one. Yeah, um, yeah or, or they, 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 they were more slow, right? It was fantastical yeah. universe, right? The one, What I want to see next for the DCU, Batman, I want to see a young, not, bi- not bulky, slender Batman that is highly um, aerobatic and martial arts focused. Because I feel acrobatic? like... Yeah, thank you. I, I I was I was struggling with that word. Um, the, the the thing is, I feel like I haven't got to see on screen is a Batman that can really move fast. And like when we watch some of the like really good comic versions, right? Like the the, yeah. the animated films, we see mm-hmm. some really <laughs> good hand to hand combat that's like really awesome to watch. Like. I don't know the one when he fought Shredder or like uh, yeah, think- oh, or under the Red Hood or even uh, when he was in um, facing off against the Suicide Squad in Arkham uh, Assault on Arkham. Yeah, yeah. or like a, a Court of Owls. Even though like that series, like the New Fifty Two style, wasn't always the greatest. Like the, some of the the fighting in that was like fantastic. And so I really want to see like somebody who, like you know getting a, an actor and stunt people obviously who can really move and show off like. Fast combat instead of it being like, you know, Ben Affleck like hard hit knock you out, hard yeah. hit knock you out where it's a little slower. Don't get me wrong, I I love that that warehouse scene. It's best one of the best scenes ever. But I would love to see one that like jumps, moves, and you're like, holy crap! Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like this is intense to see. It's it's actually funny that you said that because um, John Campia on his show they were doing um, they were kind of kind of they were doing like a like top five people that they would love to see play Batman in the, in the new DCU, and one of uh, John's picks was Scott Atkins. And a lot I know a lot of people have been campaigning for him to become the next Batman because he has the stunt and the martial art background. I think he's a little bit on the shorter side. Um, yeah, but I think that aside, I think he's got the look. He's uh, he obviously has the physicality. He's a little bit older, so that that's a little problematic in terms of if they want us to if they wanted to kind of do a trilogy type of thing but i think you know back in his prime he would have been perfect as batman if considering that you want like that if you want that martial art aspect and you want to see batman in that kind of vein then i think he would have been a perfect choice not quite what i what i'm looking for by the way he's like he's 510 so like he ain't no batman <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um um like he's got martial arts but i I don't know how to say this without like it sounding a certain way, but like more close. Actually, no, I know, I know a different way to say it. Um, I want to see somebody who's closer to 
when they fight, it feels more like Chinese martial art films, but not like in the. I, that's what way. I thought you were trying to say. But like they move and people can hit hard and not be mu- hugely muscular. And yeah. I, bro, and have you seen? No, some... no, but uh, have have you seen Scott Atkins though? Like, have you seen yeah. his movie? Like, oh, he, oh, he does I've a lot of B movies. Like, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. I know. Yeah, like. I I and he's got an appreciation a, a vast appreciation for Chinese martial arts culture. So he's he's well versed in it and that's why aside from the the height thing, I think that's why I think he would have made a perfect candidate. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm not I just his height and age are the only reasons why I, I wouldn't want yeah, him to yeah, yeah. at this point cuz I want a younger character. I want yeah. a younger I I really just want the DCU to be a bunch of younger characters so that it mm-hmm. grows into something. Um, and it's not like I, the one thing I didn't like about Snyder's. I mean, there's many things we don't like, I get it, but there's one thing I really didn't like when before we knew what it was. I was like, he chose Ben Affleck, I'm like, that's amazing, but you casting a, an older, already aging out Batman, so like, yeah. I'm gonna get invested in him, and then he's gonna be gone. Like, like it was like yeah. setting it up for him to leave. Who, yeah, nice. Ooh, these, oh. are, these are good except for the batista one that's that's that needs some work (laughs) they need to show his face otherwise it just would have been a mask yeah no that's just like week one photoshop (laughs) but i mean it's not far i i feel like batista if they were gonna do a bane i think because of batista's close relationship with um gun i feel like he'd be first runner up for the role Oh yeah, I'm totally game for it. I just, I'm just not loving this graphics design. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what You're you mean about the martial arts aspect, Darcy. And to be honest, yeah, because like I would say that that has been like the thing that I. So Kevin Conroy has, like, as we've said, like he embodies Batman for me. And also, like, uh, a lot of his dialogue is, like, spot-on perfect. But also, like, yeah, his Batman and also the Batman in the animated movies has been significantly more capable in fighting. Uh, and I also will agree that Batman v Superman's uh, fight with Batman in the warehouse scene, that was, like, aside from, like, the massive amounts of murder he was doing, it was very accurate to Batman uh, that we've imagined in our heads and also have seen in Batman Arkham Asylum. I just, I'm trying to think of a Western martial arts film that has the fight sequence, uh, fight sequences that I would want. Because, like, a lot of people, when they think of, like, a martial arts uh, Western films, it, like, the first thing that comes up is The Matrix. But, like, that Matrix was, like, purposely, like, the martial arts in it was, like, purposely done to be non-realistic. But I, I would want, like, fast hand-to-hand combat with a guy in, like, with the Batman outfit. But it actually carried the weight of them too and i'm just trying to remember if there was a film that did that can't remember it right now anywhere well uh, oh well sorry the raid that was the one that i just like thought of that that mm. i would want that yeah i totally agree i just i just i've never gotten the speed and then you see some of the best animation and you're like that's and like the one thing I liked in a couple, there's many things I liked in Zack Snyder's BVS, like not the whole thing, but like when we saw Ben Affleck in that corner, actually looking like a bat, 
I was scared. I like that first time I saw that I was like, holy crap. That was like a horror film. I I want to see a little of that. I'm not saying like the DCU can have horror film-esque, but like we don't see Batman in the rafters enough is what I'm getting at. Like we don't see enough of him like disappearing. I saw like a, a TikTok clip today that was just like one animated film and uh, and it was like, when Batman is actually like something like like why he's feared, and it was like a clip of him holding like uh, uh some some villain, and he drops him, and there's another villain on the other side of this like fire, and he's holding the, this woman up, and he just walks through the fire, and you're like, man, his whole suit like you know he just walked through it, and it's just like that that imposing fear of this figure walking through his silhouette through this fire and coming to you, and I'm like. We don't get enough of like, and I'm sure we'll get more in Matt Reeves, but like the scariness or the imposingness or the stealth aspects um, and the speed and stuff like that, that like, you know, sometimes he just kind of shows up in the scenes and it's like, you know, I feel like, well, if this was this Batman I've seen, he wouldn't, he wouldn't just like walk right up to my bat, you know? (laughs) Did Batman Begins kind of do that? He had a bit of that for sure. He had a, like, yeah. the, the, like he came down, brought a couple guys up, boom, 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 in the beginning, and then you know as it progresses, like it progressed. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I still, I still, I like the one thing that really bothered me, and it took me a while. Like I liked the starting of the third um, Christian Nolan film, um, back, back, uh, in, back uh, Dark Knight Rises. Rises. But when they got to that like big final fight, I'm like. You can't have Batman fighting in daylight. It's just it don't feel good. Like it just it like. It's... I was actually thoroughly disappointed with the fights with Bane in that movie. Like both of them. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you. Like there were I liked a lot of Bane, but I didn't love the their fight. I yeah. liked I liked the, like like one of my favorite scenes is like puts his hand on the shoulder like you feel like you're in charge and you're yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> like wow. And when he was... screams, you're like, oh, he did. Yeah, like, but someone putting their open palm on your shoulder beside your head and saying, "Do you feel like you're in charge?" <laughs> like, that is that man's gonna rip your throat out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our next topic. Uh, so, as everyone who knows me, but also has watched this uh, uh, our podcast, knows that I'm not a fan of horror. And so uh, I will say that my bros have respected that uh, to a certain degree and have therefore chosen not to uh, make me go see the latest horror movie that has been getting rave reviews uh, called Megan. Uh, Truth be told, I didn't even know this movie came out until after uh, Tactics had told me about it. But nonetheless, uh, the film, uh, let's just say that my bros went and watched it, and I am interested to hear what they have to say. However, I am not interested to watch the film. Nonetheless, I, I will pass us uh, on to uh, Darcy. Let's start with you, man. Uh, <laughs> Your pass on sounded like you were already scared of the film. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> oh, take, take this from me. Oh, take no. the review. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. So Darcy, man, what did you think? Uh, what, what would you give a uh, make it out of uh, ten, and what do you think of the film overall? Five. 
<laughs> oh, um, now we we had a a, a, a a debate after the film or a conversation or whatever. Um, that this uh, like in the nineties. Uh, yeah, like they, a... you see. So this is this thing. For okay. me, I'm in the tech world. So there are just things in that film that I'm just like griping over. Like at one point, they're like they're showing like the building of like this like um, uh, robot that isn't Megan, it's like another one, and they like take off the, this mask and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's an A17 bionic processor." I'm like, "Why do you just stay? You just took an Apple like iPhone processor, just stuck it in there like that? Like it's just magic." Mm-hmm. Um, for me, there are some very interesting ideas and. Yet, there are some like scenes for me. Like, there's a scene that involves, and Tex is definitely going to talk about this. Um, there's a scene that involves a child um, that deservingly <laughs> Me- Megan takes care of. Um, it's just a, just a bully. Yeah. You know, see, oh. not, not even hard. Not even hard to figure out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, take the worst bully you've seen in any kids' movie and just like amplify it. Um, and this kid deservingly gets 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 his ass handed to him. And um, and that scene to me was was scary. The way they set it up. The way okay. Oh, it's like the first moment we're really gonna see Megan like do the thing, right? And then after that point. Every other kill is just like I wasn't interested. Like at one point they're having a kill of I forget the guy's name, but he's like a, a, a Asian comedian who has like a strong, thick accent, and he's from like Malaysia. Um, and he's like famous. Like he does a lot of tick. He shows up on TikTok a lot, and he always talks about like uh, he's, he like always plays on like racism or whatever. Um, and so he's in this film, and he's playing the, like the, wait, the asshole. The uh, from um, oh god, what um, not John Stewart, but. Uh... Uh, Trevor yeah. Noah's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from Trevor. Uh, yeah, Ronnie yeah. something. Yeah, Ronnie yeah, Trump? yeah. I don't know his name, but yeah. yeah, he's from he. But yeah, one of those like he was a correspondent on uh, on. Yeah, so the Ronnie. Yeah. So um, and he's funny. He's doing his job. Not no, no nothing discredited to him. But there like there's a scene where he dies right because it's a horror film. Everyone's gonna die, and um, <laughs> they just like they play it so funny, and I'm just like. Am I supposed to care that he dies? He's an asshole, and you make this whole scene a joke. Like, like it's just, uh, and it's it's the, that scene where she does the like the like TikTok dance. Like, it's just like I'm like, why am I like, why am I supposed to be scared? Like, I I really what, what do you wasn't. Mean TikTok dance? She does like a whole dance before she goes down a hallway, and then she like chases him, and then it's just like a comedy thing. And I'm like, for me, like that, that checks me out of it being scary. Okay, that would check me out too. And there's a lot of like kills that you know don't you don't really see the kills, you don't see the brutality. So you're like, okay, I'm kind of checked out from that too. Um, I don't know. For me, it's just like there was only like one, maybe two moments that I felt scared. This whole film. there was an interesting ideas from the AI stuff that had scenes that I was like, <clears throat> I was interested in, but felt cheap to me because I feel like there's more and they weren't very accurate in certain things. Like, like this is me, like this is the tech in me, right? They'd be like, yeah. Oh, they're like going through her stuff. And they're like, Oh, what's this line of code where she like includes like a phone number. And I'm like, nobody codes like that. Nobody just hard codes a single phone number into a function. 
and and they and it's it's a log. It's not a. Anyways, I'm. This is me getting correct. Over. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like it's just it's it's. For me, there were moments. It's not as bad as this, but for me, there were moments like Disney Aladdin where I was like, nah. That ain't the outfit. <laughs> like <laughs> people don't wear that. <laughs> like that's how I was feeling in moments. Um, but aside from the like technology stuff, which I knew I was gonna have gripes with, it just wasn't thrilling for me, and it wasn't really that scary. And I was just kind of like, eh, it's, I, okay. it's cool. I but I enjoy being on, on a double date. That's a, that was the that was the highlight. <laughs> the, the people out the people I was with that that made the night. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you uh, want to be the you want to be the fifth wheel, Umar? I have been the fifth wheel. Every it, Umar, every time we're gonna invite you on fifth wheel, it's gonna be a horror film. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how bad you want to come to that. Can I come to dinner at least? Uh, no, you all... gotta commit to the whole thing, bro. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll, we'll talk about this off air. Yo, T, what do you think of this movie? Out of ten, uh, also generally. So, out of ten, I gave it uh, initially. I gave it a five point five, and I still stand by that rating, just because yeah, you guys did not enjoy this film. I mean, I don't want to say I don't want to go as far as saying I didn't enjoy it, um, but I went in with high expectations. Um, can I, like I I went in expecting to be scared because I for anyone who's who knows me or ever you know you like anyone basically anyone who knows me knows that I have a thing uh, like with dolls. I've had like this phobia of dolls ever since i was really little we all have a thing about dolls no no no, but like my older my older sister played a really bad prank on me like when i was younger and it fucked me up for for years where um every morning or sorry every every day after school i used to watch batman 89 and you know it came in the little vh like um box or whatever right so at like Following my basic routine, I would pop it in and then watch it, and it'd be good. But my sister, my older sister, was getting annoyed by that, and she switched the tape out. She went, she went out, and she rented a Child's Play, and she switched the tape out, <laughs> and she put the That's Child's Play cassette into the Batman box. And so, me not really thinking, not paying attention, I'm just, I, I took it out and I popped the VHS in, and she actually fast forwarded to a part where. Chucky comes to life and starts murdering everyone, and I was traumatized. And ever since then, I've had like this phobia of dolls. I, I dated a girl who collected porcelain dolls, and it fucked me up and stuff. So, yeah, it was it was a I lot of trauma from Yo, back in the up, day. Hold right? up, how? I mean, like, if I if I go over to the girl place and be like, "Yo, collect porcelain dolls," I'm gonna be like, "What?" Oh, it, it was a short relationship, it, bro. It yeah, it's like this, very, is it, I, like, this is this is yeah. like. I'm like we like fucking it. at my house. Like I, I'm sorry, I ain't seven foot in your in your bedroom. So uh, <laughs> I honestly so yeah, feel like I'd be like this, check it out, check it out. Yeah. So going into this, I was expecting to be scared, right? And there are creepy moments in the movie, but in terms of like the scare factor, it's as I'd say it's as scary as the first Terminator movie was back in the day. Like if you're if you were afraid of that movie, then yeah, this movie will probably. I'm not be on even the afraid of that. Levels, movie. then like 
you're you're probably gonna be okay with this movie because like the like Darcy was saying, the kills are off screen, so it's everything is very it's it's implied. Um, and aside from like how she looks, like there really isn't like they they really play up the comedy a little too much in this movie to make it seem to to the point where you're you're kind of taken out of the moment and it's like it loses its creep factor and it just becomes like a a sci-fi thriller, if you will. So that was a little disappointing for me because I feel like this would have, I would have enjoyed this more if it was rated R and they were able to push the envelope a little bit more with the kills. Um, but because of that factor, it just kind of took me out of it. And uh, that Ronnie guy, like I felt like he was miscast. I felt like he, he forgot that he was in a horror movie and yeah, it just, it just didn't work. So he, yeah, he was like I, I, on a diff- different season of Silicon Valley. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, did you get over your fear yeah, of I mean, dolls with this movie? Definitely, yeah, definitely. Because when I saw the trailer, I was like, "Yo, that looks." I can only watch this once. This this girl looks creepy as fuck. But then after watching the movie, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not." I'm I can not still really only see this once all. because uh, you know I don't want to see it again. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not really phased by it, so. I mean, this movie is more creepy than it is scary. Oh, the girl from Get Out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I recognize her from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I made this movie's Karma. Um, she's <laughs> <laughs> the same universe. This is like a different, different, mm-hmm. different moment for her. No, no, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like yeah, this is trying to you know. Here's the thing: like, you're gonna take Chucky. You're gonna be like, oh, let's let's make it make make it new. Okay, AI that makes total sense. I'm I'm down with that. Okay, let's say I I you know I ignore some of the things I just like with the technology part of this. It's still they lost that 80s 90s like way of doing things. Like, mm-hmm. why hasn't somebody just literally tried to make like an 80s 90 horror film? Like, take the same kind of beats and you know study th- uh, what what about it you know lighting and whatever that made this stuff good and try to do something similar because and then just tell a new story like i don't know like i just feel like you take the the beats of some of these things they don't they're not they don't have to be oh it has to be the 90s for you know a guy with a machete to walk through a forest and kill kids in a cabin like i got other than like us seeing it have seen it before you know <laughs> Umar looks so unco- I, no because I was trying to test to see if he was oh. actually looking at the photo <laughs> and you're you're not aren't you <laughs> I was just kind of like yeah like, yeah messed up yeah I just feel like they 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 just I don't know it's like are all these horror film people not like at least these popular ones that show up not the ones that like you know only show up on Blumhouse and that we don't even know about it like like uh or not Blumhouse they're made by Blumhouse but they show up on I forget what it is uh uh Shutter the Shutter? like yeah yeah like the, the the Netflix of like horror films um yeah. like other than the small budget ones we never hear of like all these big budget ones like how is none of them just taking the notes from the classics and not necessarily tell the same stories but like take the the beats and tell a different story, but remember those beats and and freak us out. Because I'm like, it's just, it was creepy and at times interesting, but not really scary. I agree, but I feel like we're, we become so desensitized that like now horror movies feel like they have to up the ante in terms of like how, 
either how grotesque it is or how cult-like they they end up being where it's like those regular those typical like back in the day threat like um slasher films or like the chucky doll movies like they're they're not really i don't know they they don't have the same they've lost their spunk like if you were to do something like that now i don't know how receptive horror fans would be considering that we have like movies like the conjuring and like insidious and you know even hereditary where like these movies are like really like those movies like those movies like freak the fuck out of me and it's like new age horror compared to like the 90s version right but they've tried to do like remakes like the freddy freddy cougar movies and the jason movies and they just don't like i agree with you darcy they don't really deliver on the same level and i don't know if it's because people are more desensitized I feel like that that's the case, but could be something else. I don't know. I, I, I feel... Oh, sorry, Umar, you have a point there? I was just going to bring up what Ron R. was saying, uh, kind of like uh, going along with what you are talking about tactics. Where Ron R. was saying, like, uh, it's a lot of the film angles that made those scary movies for me back in the day. Uh, left a lot to our own imagination, which made it scarier. Mm-hmm. To, to, to that exact point, like, I feel like... And I use this as an example a lot. Descent was like a this film that like my partner and I watched on like Netflix and it was a low budget film where they filmed in a cave literally and they had basically just a camera and no lighting so it was super dark you couldn't see anything and they had these like creatures that lived in the in this cave in the dark that like you know had different skin than us and would eat you know anything that came by and what made it scary was the fact you couldn't see anything like you're watching a film and you're looking at your screen and it'd be like just a sliver down the center of light and you're like but you can hear things and so you're freaked out because you can't see anything and then when something happened wow this film's amazing studio comes in puts big budgets what do they do for the second film they light it i'm like uh the whole reason this is scary is because you can't see anything and what you think to do is get cameras and lighting gear that makes it so you can see it better like they i think they focus too much on like common movie aesthetics and don't realize like like movies remember back when we all went to watch um what was it baba duke baba duke yeah yeah right umar clearly wasn't there for that that event (laughs) (laughs) no right and you have this scary film where you have this phrase being said it's like Babadook, right? And you hear this uh-huh. eerie sound and it's freaking you out. And it's like you gotta lean into something that is scary, not just like make a regular film and try to add scary elements into it. So uh Darcy, what you were talking about about um uh descent, like the first one and, and, and being in the dark and stuff. I like I was forced like uh, my best friend Jimmy, uh, one of my I should say one of my best friends Jimmy because you guys are also my best friends. Uh, he forces me to certain uh, horror films because he's like they're not actually scary, so you can you know man up and watch it with me. <laughs> uh, one of them being uh, Doctor Sleep, another one being Cabin in the Woods, and uh, one like one which like you know he really had to be like, dude, seriously, come and watch this movie with me. Was I Am Legend. So, I am legend. Yeah. So I thought it was a scary movie. So I was like, I'm not gonna go watch it. And he's like, No, you're you're coming with me. So 
for the first part of the movie, I'm like, oh, okay, I, I clearly misinterpreted what this film was about. Uh, and then he go like he chases after his dog, and goes into the bank, uh, in the dark, and he's like doing this, trying to find his dog. I was terrified during that entire experience, but that was the only time I was scared in the entire film. Like the rest of it, I was fine with. But I was just like, I was like sitting like there, like I was like. And the worst part was when he drops uh, his hand or, uh, and like lets the flashlight, and you just see like, hu- like them all huddled around in the corner. And I was like, "Well, I just shat my pants." <laughs> yep. Like, you just, I just, you, I'm just. You are so going to make fun of me right now, aren't you? I could, I could see like the smile on your face, but like, he was scared of I am Legend. I, I, I thought I misheard you. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> You guys are talking about Baba Duke and Chucky. I'm like, I'm scared of I am Legend. <laughs> yeah, we over here like Umar. Question, serious question right now, Umar. Real, I'm gonna look into the camera. Okay, real question, <laughs> real, real talk, real talk. Okay. Did you back in the day watch <laughs> YTV's Goosebumps? And did or you? Are get you scared? afraid of the dark? Yeah. You're on the mic. I, I watched none of those. Oh! Wait, what? Wow, bro! <laughs> Yo, this guy is this guy is on lightweight. Why would I get bro. scared as a pastime, bro? That <laughs> that but that breaks you in. That that's the reason why, as an adult, you're so Thank afraid you, of horror movies, man. Yeah, they they were they, like Goosebumps was like the they like oh it's gonna be scary but then it always just turns out to not be at the end like it's like it's like oh 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 and then it was just this kid that you misinterpreted wearing this thing through a window like it's just like it just always turns out to not be like that that big of a deal but are you afraid of the dark though had some like scary episodes though more so than goosebumps i think like their stories were 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 deep and solid in comparison to Goosebumps. Goosebumps had more of like a campiness to it, whereas like Are You Afraid of the Dark? I feel like they were like pulling from like urban legends or like modifying urban legends to fit their their child neighbor mm-hmm. narrative, basically. I'm good. But by, by the way, Umar Courtney sends you some uh some love for your for, fear of the goosebumps. Did she did you see her first comment? <laughs> No, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney says, I am legend was scary. I got you, Umar. LOL. Nah, so I, I didn't read that. D- defamation of character. <laughs> <laughs> by, All right. by the way, Umar, I am sending you goosebump clips after this. So I'm not watching. And I'm them. sending you, Are You Afraid of the Dark? They're not even that hard. They're kids things. They're scary for for six year olds. I'm more I'm more not gonna watch it because they'll probably not age well. But anyway, moving on to our final topic. So I was asked by uh by the illustrious tactics. Oh wait, sorry, before we move on, hold on, hold on, sorry, before we move on, I just gotta I gotta show this photo. Hold on. (laughs) Oh, Oh. I totally forgot I had that in there, yo. Oh, I the, the one on the right's better. Oh, <laughs> vegan. Oh man. Okay, well, uh, continue. Anyway, so um, 
So tactics, put in our group chat, uh, a very interesting question, which I decided that it would make a very good topic for us to discuss. Uh, and it was, uh, oh, let, me, let me get it specifically. List your top three films you can't own or won't ever watch again. Now, I be fascinating and I have a list of top three films that are good that I won't ever watch again. It won't or can't watch again. But if we want to talk about bad movies, I also have a list for that too. But uh, I'm going to go first uh, in case you guys need a little bit of time to like uh, get your uh, uh, numbers down. So yeah, the switch the, the rules on us, man. So I, I need a little bit more time. Yeah. That's fine. So go uh, ahead. Which is why I'm going first. <laughs> go ahead. So uh, in terms of the top three films you can't or won't ever watch again, I've chosen to do uh, good, good films. And the three films that I have watched, but like, you know, and, and liked, but won't watch again. Uh, the first one is Requiem for a Dream. Uh, that movie was really good, really dark, and extremely disturbing. Uh, and like, damn, that ending just makes me so sad on so many different levels. But uh, yeah, so uh, that's that's the first on my list. Like, I, it's a heavy film. Don't really see myself watching it again, but still, like, would rave about it. Uh, the next one on my list would be, um, uh, oh my god, before I forget, uh, sorry, 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 it is Seven, the movie Seven. That movie was good, but I don't need to see a lot of that stuff again. I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I could definitely skip a lot of, a lot of that, especially certain scenes. Uh, so yeah, like again, a really good film. Uh, um, you know, in, in, enjoy history in, in the back of my mind. And uh, the final, uh, the third one uh, that was really good that is Schindler's List. Uh, to be fair, I watched that really young, so that mildly traumatized me. I think it was like eight or nine when I watched that on TV with my parents. Um, yeah. There was a lot of inhumanity at a very young age that I kind of had to get accustomed to, uh, and so yeah, that 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 really messed me up. So those are the top three uh, like good films that I I wouldn't uh, or uh, want to watch again. The top three bad films. Uh, this is going to be a quick one. I'm just going to shoot those out, and I don't see anyone disagreeing with me. Number one, Cats. <laughs> Some bullshit. Uh, number two, Morbius. Even more bullshit. And number three, Independence Day 2. So yeah, those are my two. Uh, sorry, those are my two lists. What did you guys uh, get? Uh, tactics to start with you this time. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I'll give you my good list. I only have two um, cool. so far. Um so my first one is Blue Valentine. I saw that. Oh yeah. And yeah. good movie, but sad all the way through, like majority of the way through. And the ending just completely obliterated my soul to the point where I'm like, yeah, I never want to uh, see this movie again because it's so real. 
and it proved that Lost did not exist. Yeah, and it's like I don't like that feeling because I'm like, nope. <laughs> did not like I, that. I'm a whole. I'm a hopeless romantic, so I want to hold on to like that little ounce of love. And yeah, this movie just completely just like if you're a young dude watching that movie, you're gonna you're gonna be jaded for life. You're gonna be like, yeah, fuck love, man. I'm I'm gonna just be out here making this money in these streets and shit. So if you got that movie, do not watch that film. Yeah, yeah that 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 movie was uh uh was was heavy. Uh, speaking of heavy, my next one is the butterfly effect. Um. That is another movie, very dark film. Uh, it's like, it's pretty much the personification of misery and sorrow, like in story format. Like it, it literally, there's no, I, I can't re- recall one happy moment in that movie. And of course it's another one of those like really super sad endings. And there's two endings actually. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spoil both of them for those of you um who haven't seen it but in the original theatrical ending basically um well you kind of have to know the storyline but basically it it uh it deals with like time and this guy he's he's uh ashton kutcher's character is um he basically has like post-traumatic stress from uh basically like a lot of things that have happened in his, uh, a lot of traumatic experiences that have happened in his childhood. And as an adult being in college, he, he undergoes like therapy and they, um, he's been journaling uh, all of these traumatic experiences throughout his childhood leading up to his adulthood. And one day he's reading one of his entries and he realizes that by doing that, he can travel back in time and rewrite history and change the, the, the path that from his childhood and, alter the timeline basically right but every time he changes something it's real. it's pretty much like the butterfly effect where you make one small change and it has a it has a dramatic effect on your future and so basically his whole thing is trying to end up with his childhood sweetheart in the end but every time he tries to make these changes something gets fucked up or some other person's life gets fucked up and so at the end he realizes that through all these trials and errors he can't seem to get it right so he just decides to like go back in time and basically like insult his childhood lover as a kid so that way they never become friends they never have any interactions she lives her life he lives his life and at the end they're like now adults and stuff they haven't they they haven't seen each other since that moment and then they're like walking they're, they're walking in like a crowded area and they walk past each other and they have like a moment where they're like do i know you and then they just keep on walking and then the movie ends. Right. And then the alternate ending is basically he realizes that through trial and error, he can't change anything. So he goes back in time to when he's like in his mom's womb about to be born and he takes his umbilical, the umbilical cord, wraps it around himself and he strangles himself to death and dies. I can see why that didn't make it to the theater. Um... Yeah. So, <laughs> so like it, it, it's a very heavy movie and yeah, good movie i I really enjoyed it it's just like you know we always talk about like you need like um like a palate cleanser after that like you definitely need like a like a really good like you need to watch barney and friends after that movie because it's it's that's not like let's let's uh, have a movie marathon sort of suggestion yeah okay so yeah so i'm i'm good if i never watch that movie again but um those are my good that's my good list my bad list short and sweet sausage party Terrible film. I'll never watch that movie again. I hated it. Uh, I spit on, 
Spit on Your Grave. It's a horror movie that my ex forced me to watch. Um, it's got a. It's got the rape movie. Yeah, and I, I I don't I don't do well with rape. I, and, I don't do well. Yeah, it just. Huh. Yeah, so it was like. Uh, yeah, I'm not even gonna go into it. It just I never want to see that movie again. Uh, and then Fast Nine. Fast Nine. <laughs> I I feel like that's self explanatory. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's All my right. list. Darcy? All right, so I'll go through good movies first. I only have two as well. Two very different films from, from Tactics. Uh, first up is 12 Years a Slave. Um, obviously, <laughs> obviously a great made me watch that again. <laughs> I've only seen it once. Um, it's just a movie I don't need to see again. Uh, mm-hmm. Amazing film. Very heavy. Um, and um, Just think? Not exact, like to the point that like Will Smith's new movie came out. I I did not watch it because it's Will Smith. I just don't really want to watch slave movies right now. Like mm-hmm. it's probably gonna be a few years for I'm like or someone suckering me in for a reason. Um, and uh, second up, um, which you'll see there's a pattern here, Fruitville Station, absolutely phenomenal mm. film, but very similar. Not instead of slavery, but it's racism and it's very current and. As much as like it's an amazingly done film, it's so re it it is real. They're both about real stories, and it's so it's so much that I'm like it just it makes me feel so bad, right? And so rightfully so, yeah. but that's why I'm not really like wanting to watch them over and over again. Um, and then for my uh bad films that I have no desire to watch again, um, let's start with John Henry. Um, that film was atrocious. <laughs> that was that looked like it was going to be a hell of a lot of fun, and I literally watched that film. Going, do they know how to make films? Like there was that one scene. There was that literally was, that one scene. He was like <laughs> in the car. <laughs> the, the human centipede conversation. Yo, oh, that was that was the best part of the film, but. That wasn't even what I was referring to. I was referring to the when the, there was a moment where like John Henry and I think it was Ludacris's character were in the house, and they just didn't do any edits. You know what we in film is like? Why are they doing like nineteen edits in this like forty five second clip? It's it's jarring. In this one, I'm like, yo, I literally was counting the amount of places I would have edited the scene. Like, <laughs> cut here, skip to this. Why are we just standing around? Like, like I am gaining. I literally went into my analytical brain, which is thinking like, I'm gaining nothing from this. Why are we still seeing this? Like move on to new information. <laughs> so yeah, John Henry, um, justice league, the Joss Whedon cut, um, F that movie. <laughs> um, I do not. I, I've been pissed ever since it came out. Um, and then, um, I, I will a... never forget. Uh, sorry, sorry, Gerard. I will never forget tactics. Uh, right after that movie came out, uh, and like it was me, him, and our friend Matt. Uh, and Matt's a big Superman fan. We're walking out of the theater, and tactics is like shaking his head. I'm like, oh, thank God he didn't like it. And he's like, they did my man dirty. And Matt's like, eh, it was pretty bad. He's like, oh, whatever. He, he did your man good. And, like, it's just <laughs> Fair. I mean, the the, the film was a whole. And yeah. again, another example of overlighting scenes, like when Batman's on that rooftop and it's like way, way too lit. And I'm like, oh, it looks like a comic book, but it doesn't look good. Um, 
yeah so yeah just like just we can cut and then um my last one is going to be a two-parter in that it is both fast nine and ten even though it hasn't come out <laughs> <laughs> because i'm so checked out at this point i originally put down <laughs> fast 10 thinking it, that was the movie and they're like no guys that's fast nine i'm like oh well both of them <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. So you don't have a third uh, good movie that you don't want to see again? Um, no, I, 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 mean, cool. I, I feel like there's something out there, but I can't. Probably another slavery it. film. Definitely, probably another slavery film. But um, I feel like there was something else that like really messed me. But like I was listening to you guys, and I'm like, no, I can watch Seven again. Like I'm not gonna run out of my way to watch it, but I could watch it again. I still haven't seen uh, Requiem of a Dream, um, and I'm not exactly running out of my way to go watch it. Uh, yeah, like it, it, it's like you get to it when you get to it. Like, but that movie's heavy. Yeah, uh, I I haven't seen uh, like I know, and I know you guys are gonna freak out about this. I haven't seen American History X, mostly because everyone talks about like how incredibly like intense that movie is and, and like whenever uh like i have the opportunity i'm like i don't really feel intense like for an intense film right now but i do want to watch it uh but yeah i don't know if i've seen that i think i've seen clips from it but i don't th- there's a lot of stuff like when i was younger that i just ended up seeing because my parents were like oh we don't want anyone you know so like there's a lot of stuff i didn't see and then other people like i've seen it like i haven't seen pulp fiction you know i know i've just never seen it Umar, <laughs> I guess at some point he's gonna make me watch it. Which I'm not a bad thing because I hear. No, no, I, like I'm happy because like T, you've seen Pulp Fiction, right? No, I haven't actually. <laughs> okay, I've seen, I, I've seen like bits and pieces of it, like all like yeah. the I've seen the parts that a lot of people reference in TV shows, but I haven't seen it in its entirety. Yo, if I can see you guys have like like watch Pulp Fiction like straight through for the first time, that would be amazing. Well, I guess that's next bro night. Yeah. But then the, the the thing is though, like, is it is it one of those situations like for me, like when I watched Top Gun like a couple months ago, it it, it didn't hit me the way I imagine it would hit somebody who was watching it when it first came out. You know what I mean? So yeah, be, like, okay, that... yeah, also you've seen more Tarantino films since then. And like yeah. so, the, the, there is a certain element of like things, that, like but still, like it's still a good film. I, I I would be surprised if you didn't say you enjoyed it. I would agree that at this stage you wouldn't be like wow, but yeah. like at the same time, I, I expect you guys will enjoy it. Like I watched The Wire, like I don't know, fourteen years after it came out, for whatever reason, I decided to watch it, and it was fantastic. The problem was is that I had seen the entirety of the wire without watching it because every cop and drug type show had referenced it because it was the OG. So by the time I watched it, I'm like, I could predict the whole show as it was happening because everybody else has done their tricks and they were the first to do it. So you, I definitely lost some of that buzz because like, you know, I didn't get to see any of those things like originally. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, to uh, all of our audience members, uh, please leave a, a comment of your top three, either uh, <laughs> movies uh, that you can't see again that were good or movies that you can't see again because they just sucked. But nonetheless, uh, we're going to volume back to, uh, to tactics for our closing statements. 
All right, guys. Well, this has been another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. We want to thank you so much for tuning in wherever you are. Be sure to check us out next Friday, same time, and we'll see you guys then. So until then, I'm your boy Tactics. This just Darcy. And this is Big Geek Kumar. Live long and prosper, y'all. Please like and subscribe. Papa do.